words and testimonies this week of expedient healings. I don't pray to not see a victory. I don't pray not to see answered prayer. We decree and say it happens now in the name of Jesus. Well, we're starting a new message series entitled Hot Button Issues. I'm excited about this. The purpose of this message series is to address controversial issues that we are facing in our culture from a biblical point of view. We want to hear what God has to say about these issues in order that we may be informed and lead the conversations in grace and love. Ladies and gentlemen, what is, you may be asking yourself, what is hot button issue? They are emotional and usually controversial issues or concerns that triggers immediate intense reaction. So for the next couple of weeks, I'll be talking about a vary of topics. We'll be talking about abortion. We'll be covering sexuality. We'll be talking about racism and mental illness. And then there's one more thing that I'm throwing in there. And we're going to talk about truth because what people believe is that there are multiple truths and that truth is subjective and they don't want to subject. They don't want to uh, submit themselves to the idea that Christianity presents to you the absolute truth. And so by the end of this message series, ladies and gentlemen, is to give you the biblical understanding on these issues to be well informed on how to talk with your circle of influence when these conversations come up. Equipping us all, ladies and gentlemen, to address these issues from a place of love and grace, but most importantly, biblical truth. Because ladies and gentlemen, the conversations are changing. When you're in the nail salon, barbershop, hair salon, if you're in your workplaces, the conversations are changing about what do you think about uh, gender and what do you think about these bathrooms and all of this stuff that is going on? What do you think about abortion? And this is heavy topics. When you mention the word abortion, these are triggers that are setting things off in our society today. That when you talk about sexuality, it is a big thing. Uh, it is a big thing in our in, in the news. We got people coming for Dwayne Wade, and what? Well, well, well let's really talk about this stuff. Yeah. If the church is supposed to be the place with the answers, why are we afraid to tell you the truth? If we are supposed to know and we stand on the word of God, why is it that when people do stand on the word of God, they don't know how to wrap it with grace? And so, yes, you may be saying the right stuff, but the way in you presenting it is wrong. There's a church of God in Christ pastor who's been on the attack of this stuff. But they're not going to receive you if you constantly come with a negative and bashful point of view, even if you have the truth. So there's a way of coming and a way of talking in grace that, listen, we can. It's not even about agreeing to disagree at this moment. It's about, OK, if that's where you stand, I'm going to tell you where I stand. Now, hopefully you can come and see where I'm where I'm coming from. And I understand where you I may understand where you may have to say, too, but let's respect that are each other's uh, viewpoints. Are you getting me? Because one thing that I want to tell people in the body of Christ, they don't have a problem with put uh, 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 throwing down their agenda on you. 
for you to back up and not grow your agenda back on them. Are you hearing me tonight? And so, ladies and gentlemen, mental illness is another hot button trigger. You see it all through social media. People having a bad day. I need to take a mental day. I need to take a, you know, I got all this stuff going on, my mental illness. We're going to talk about it today. This is the first thing I want to talk about. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And we're going to launch from here, but you won't hear me talk too much about it until we conclude. Are you ready? Are you really ready to go on this series with me? So let's go. It says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10 says, therefore, I, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches in needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So let's first deal with what is mental illness. According to the American Psychiatric Association, mental illness are health conditions involving changes in emotions, thinking or behavior or a combination of all three. I must stress to you that mental illness are health conditions. Health conditions. I'll explain it further. What factors, what are the factors that contribute to mental illness? According to the medical, uh, the, the mental, excuse me, health.gov, the three factors are biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry. Life experiences such as trauma or abuse. Family history of mental health problems. Believe it or not, there are some families that there is a line of mental health issues that have passed down. Psychological issues that has been inherited. And that does affect one's mental brain or how they operate and how they function. So that's what are things that contribute to mental health problems. Mental health Ladies and gentlemen, mental health issues that, that uh, mental health issues result in anxiety, depression, self-harm, self-injury such as cutting and various things doing harm to oneself, suicide or suicidal thoughts. There are five major categories, ladies and gentlemen, of mental illness. Are you ready for them? One is anxiety disorders. Two are mood disorders. So while moods, while bad moods are common and usually pass in a short period, people suffering with mood disorders live with more sustained and severe symptoms and disruption. People living with this mental illness find that their mood impacts both mental and psychological well-being nearly every day and often for much of the day. So everyone can say that we've had a bad mood. It's a common thing. I'm not feeling it today. You say something. Just catch me on the bad day. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what comes out of my mouth. Listen, yesterday I was on my way to see my fiance's grandmother. And there was two older Caucasian gentlemen that these two in Madison County in Virginia, this is how I know I was in the country is that they were going at it. They used some words. 
you know, that I can't say over this microphone. He was like, lick my, I was like, <laughs> obviously somebody's in a bad mood today. <laughs> but listen, so that's mood disorders. But the difference between somebody who's actually struggling with mental illness is that these mood disorders is not something that passes immediately. It is something that sustains with them. Are you seeing how I'm pretty much trying to tell you what is the difference between a common thing and the actual thing called mental illness? You also have schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Schizophrenia is a serious brain disorder that is marked by significant changes and disruption in both cognitive and emotional functions. Schizophrenia has an effect on the most basic human aspects of life, such as language, train of thought, perception of objects, and self and others. While I was on the plane one day going down to Fort Lauderdale, one of the planes, I think on the second time, there was a woman who was going to Florida to get help, and she was a schizophrenic. And she was on the plane, and she starts saying to the stewardess, get away from me. You're about to do something to me. That's how serious this stuff is. That's how serious it is. They'll see things that are supposed to be helpful to and see it as harmful. Are you seeing that? The most common symptoms of excuse me, the most common symptoms of schizophrenia include hearing voices, hallucinations, delusions, social withdrawal, incoherent speech, and abnormal reasoning. And then you have dementia. Some of us know uh, older uh, elderly uh, saints or elderly parents or who were affected with dementia. That is a disorder of the brain. It is a dis- it's, dist- it's distinguished by disruption of consciousness as well as changes in cognitive health, such as memory loss and motor skills. Yeah. In other words, they start losing their memory. Yeah. That is one of the worst disorders. It's that all these years you lose memories of people and loved ones, and you try to remember who they are, but it just doesn't come to you. You start using the, the, the faculties of your body because literally this, this disorder is eating at your brain. This is what mental illness, that is considered a mental illness. Then lastly, you have eating disorders where people will literally go starving, will keep themselves from eating anything, and so you have eating disorders. That's why you have anorexia. Because you have eating disorders. And so, ladies and gentlemen, for years, there has been a stigma on this thing called mental illness. A stigma is when someone views you in a negative way because you have a distinguishing characteristic or personal trait that's thought to be or actually is a disadvantage. It is a negative stereotype. In other words, we negatively stereotype people who suffer with these things. We make fun of them. We make fun of what their disadvantage is because they're not as, uh, they're not as put together in the brain as we are. And so often in church, ladies and gentlemen, we are so quick to be able to diagnose something as a demon when that thing is actually something that is, they're dealing with in their brain, which is an illness. And we have ignorantly, without educating ourselves on what it is, to call to prescribe something that is not as if as it is. Are you seeing me? 
So the reality is there are some things that do manifest in a person far as mentally, whereas though that it is a demon where a demon has then possessed and took, and that's what, what we call demon possession that is then taken over their brain and they're saying things. And so then you cast those things out, but there's, there's a, there's a level of discernment that you have to have. Are you getting what I'm saying? To discern what is demon possession versus an actual mental and health condition. Are you hearing me tonight? Not everything that you see has a mental function is a demon. You have to discern what is a spirit of infirmity versus what a person is dealing with in their body. Are you hearing me? And so why am I talking about this? Because the culture wants to hear what the church got to say. I'm here. Listen, we are here at Tracy F, our church of influencers. We're here to influence the culture. We didn't come to conform. We came to transform. It. And the only way you can transform it is being educated so that you can speak about it so somebody can come to freedom. This message series is not even for the unbeliever. This message series is to the believers. And, 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 and with it being to the believer, that the unbeliever can then come to a saving knowledge of who Christ is. Because the believers, let me tell you something, are separate on some of these issues. And they don't really understand how to deal with it. So I'm here as a prophetic voice, as an apostolic voice to go forward and pave the way so that you can see how you're supposed to talk and talk and speak truth to power. Not speaking ignorance to ignorance. Are you hearing me? Oh, you got a demon in you. Come out of there, I see. No, that's not that. Some people are actually struggling. Are you hearing me tonight? And so my job in this series is to encourage those who are dealing with this mental illness, even if you're under my voice. Our job is to come alongside you and, and, and stand by you in Christ-like love. That's right. That's right. The reality is we, with people who suffer with this, you really got to be long-suffering. Because the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, your patience can wear thin because you hear them keep talking about mental illness. Now, I don't have a problem talking about the problem if you're talking about your mental illness and you actually got it. I'll get into that in a second. I'll get into that in a second because that is wrong too. Watch what I'm saying is that our job as believers is to come alongside you in Christ-like love and hold you up in prayer and as well as direct you to help. Our job is not to allow you to cope with what you got. Our job is to push you to freedom. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. There is freedom in mental illness and his name is Jesus. Are you hearing me tonight? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that our problem is that we need to begin to bring the spiritual with the natural and with spiritual uh, meeting the spiritual need and medicine, meaning the natural need and, and not only medicine, but it may not even be medicine. It could be that you need to talk these things out because of the trauma that you're facing. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. It says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Yeah. 
Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why you haven't gone and got help because you ain't spoke to nobody. You haven't allowed the right counsel to get around you so it can lead you to safety. And so people suffer in silence and that silence is killing you. And you're going out of crazy in your mind and you're going insane because you have not been directed to safety. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this is even outside of mental uh, uh, illness. Everyone needs counsel around them and leadership around them to point them to where they need to go. And that's why I tell people all the time, well, I don't see the reason the church. I don't see the purpose in it. You, How can the preach? Oh, my God. How can they hear without a preacher? The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God where there is no speaker to speak into your life and to lead you the people will stumble you're not hearing faith so you need people around you to put you to safety and you need real people I tell them about the real ones around you that can you can talk to and they won't look down at you and they won't to judge you and they'll lead you to a place and lead you to safety are you hearing me God has anointed medical doctors to assist you with overcoming mental illness. And when I say doctors, I'm talking about psychologists. They are doctors. They talk. They're, that is their job. There are those who are anointed to not just take your money, but they're anointed ones that are going to stand with you and actually going to speak to you to bring you out where you are. Are you hearing me tonight? So there, this is a battle. This is a battle, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why people are going insane. That's why you can go in Vegas and shoot, uh, shoot people at a concert. That's why you can go in churches and shoot people because their minds are messed up. Their minds are messed up because here's what happens when there is no righteous counsel that leaves room for the evil one to then get in the thoughts and minds of people that will possess them to then go into places to commit mass murder. Proverbs 24 verse 6. Can I go even further? It says, for by wise counsel you will wage war, you will wage, excuse me, your own war, and in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Do you not know that Solomon is constantly trying to put you and kind of trying to count, uh, tell his son, he said, if you get counsel, the right counsel, don't go to war without some counsel. Don't go into battle without some advice. If you're dealing with a mental illness issue, don't battle it by yourself. You're going to lose. Are you hearing me tonight? You're going to lose the battle. Don't go into the war alone. And so you have so many going into war in silence. And then they go to suicide. Are you hearing me? Because they have not gotten the counsel that they needed. Don't go to war by yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you go and do something without trying to get advice. Number one, from God. And number two, from righteous counsel. Don't go to war by yourself. Your victory in this battle is contingent on having the right people in your corner. Praying, encouraging, and holding you, watch this, accountable. To make sure you will be a victor and not a victim. Say, I am a victor and not a victim. So after explaining all of this to you, 
Mental illness is a serious issue, but I must caution us as a society of what we label to be mental illness. Because we're prescribing something to be mental illness that is really not. I have just gone through and told you what it is. I've just allowed you to see and paint a picture in the person's mind that is dealing with, oh my God, that is literally dealing with mental illness. And so we are now coming to a culture where now because, oh, I think that's what it is. We have allowed, ladies and gentlemen, that we, we have to be careful of stop associating common life's challenges with this disease. Yeah. A common life challenge is not mental illness. It's a part of life. Stress is a part of life. Worry is some, it's a, it's a natural thing that one faces. Fear is a natural thing that one faces. Why do you think Jesus in Matthew 6 tells you don't worry about what you should eat or drink? Why is it then, then in first, uh, why is it then in Philippians where it says be anxious for nothing? Why is he trying to tell you this? Because it's a real thing that you're going to face. But he's saying don't be anxious for nothing because you got somebody with you. All right. You are, this, you are prescribing something to be something that it is not. Because there are studies and there are articles out there that will show you, and I'm not trying to make this, uh, I'm trying to keep it as generationally as much as possible, but it will say that millennials do not know how to deal with common life stuff. And so what we do is when our phone has, oh, I need a mental day. I was talking, I was talking, when I had my grandfather living, I was talking to those who've gained before us and our ancestors. They had a lot of stuff go bad, and they've seen a lot of things in their life. And what they have seen in their life, and in their lifetimes, are, I wouldn't say, I'm not trying to compare what people have seen, but I'm saying what they have gone through, especially in the African-American community, has been a lot worse than what you've seen. And you know what they could prescribe to that they had mental illness? They could prescribe to that because one of the factors that proves it is trauma, life trauma or experiences. But you know what I noticed as they took, they knew what to do with life's uh, adversity. They knew what to do even under oppression. They knew what to do. They didn't have a big education. They tried to keep the Bible from them. But the moment they got a Bible and saw it for themselves, that's why you got songs that say we come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Oh, my God. Trusting in his name because that is the stuff they had to endure. But our phones shut down. Our computers act funny. And then, oh, God, life is bad. I lost all my contacts. My God, why have you forsaken me? You start to, you, you be like my man from Hangover 3. You just don't get it, Stu. I have over 100 apps in this phone. <laughs> huh? That's what we do. The moment we didn't get a position or get, oh my God. I'm going to go in the corner now. And this, and you know what? You are right for it because that is a natural response to disappointment. But here's what people do. They take a natural response and then they go so negative. They go far left. 
very far left. Oh, God, you've forsaken me. You're not real. I was talking to my fiance's grandmother yesterday. She's 86 years old. And she began to tell me what she experienced in Virginia and growing up and seeing certain things. And I said, you know, very comparison to us, you know, if we will listen to what has gone before us, we'll know how to deal a little bit better with life. Oh, but you don't know how to understand. You don't understand what we got going on. We live in a technology day now. And, you know, men are not, you know, they, you can't find a good man out here. You can't find a good woman out here. Da, 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 da. Oh, I just going to go and you know. And we say all this stuff. And you know what we do? We allow society to label something that it is, that is not as of though it is. So we, we, we label going through common life stuff. Oh, my father left me. I spaced abandonment. Yes, that stuff can affect your mental. Don't tell it. I'm not telling you that it don't. But what I'm telling you is when you go to the extreme to say, oh, I got this. No, you haven't talked somebody to talk out the problems and to deal with and go through a process of deliverance. And so you rather stay bound and then you blame those who weren't there that didn't do this, that didn't do that. And you lay the blame on other folks. When let me tell you something, you are not judged by by the sins of your fathers you are judged by your own are you hearing me tonight mental illness is serious and I believe that we do a disservice to those who are really struggling with this and what we and what watch what we do because everybody want to label it like that those who are really suffering then we don't think too much of it because everybody's saying they got it so when everybody's claiming mental illness, it's like, come on, that's common life stuff. No, your issue is that you don't know how to deal with life. And here's the thing that a person who's dealing with mental illness with, they got to deal with life and plus what is going on in their brain. When you're only got to deal with life, there ain't nothing going on in your brain. There's not a mental flaw in your brain. There's not, you know what, you, 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 you no, 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 I tell you, you a punk. You don't have any courage. To deal with life. You know why? Because guess what? None of us in this room, righteous, unrighteous, are exempt from dealing with life. None of us. And here's where people make the mistake. They give their life to Christ and they be like, oh, we're going to have a good old time. <laughs> Woo, I'm exempt. <laughs> yes, no more trouble for me. Yes, wrong. Not so. And then what happens is when the moment you face your first trouble, I'm an atheist. I don't believe God. You're laughing, but I'm very serious. This is what people come up with. I faced some trouble in my life. I prayed. I don't believe in God. He's not real. Bye-bye, God. I don't believe in anything. And, that, and, and you know what? The enemy laughs because I got you. Here, here we go. Number one, none of us are exempt from life's challenges. Go to John chapter 16, please, please. John 16, verse 33. Here we go. These are the words of Jesus. And he says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you, will have, you may have peace. In the world you will have what? In the world, you have what? In the world, you have what? But what does he say? Why? So what does Jesus say? 
you will have tribulation. You know what? Jesus is God. Walked this earth, but did he avoid tribulation? So what makes you think that you are going to avoid it? God humbled himself so much that he said, I'm going to walk, I'm going to go through this life experience. And that's what makes Jesus the chief high priest because the scripture says that he's in touch with what we go through. That's what makes him God. That's what makes him a true God. That's what makes God relational because God said, okay, I'm going to walk the same walk you have. And I'm going to walk it. I'm going to face tribulation and I'm going to show you how to overcome it. How do you overcome tribulation? The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. You got to understand that when you are going through life's troubles, that it does not last always, but there is joy on the other side of it. And even in the midst of it. Again, none of us are exempt. We're going to go through life challenges. We are going to have tribulation. It is going to come. And let me tell you something. The scripture calls it a light affliction. Now, in my own personal self, sometimes I feel like, well, you know, what do we define as light? <laughs> because our, uh, this doesn't feel mighty light to me. And, you know, and then the Bible says this light affliction is working in us an eternal glory. This is confusing. What do you mean? I don't understand this. How is this working in eternal glory? The Bible then says in James to let, let patience have its perfect work so that you will not lack nothing. So what is it working in you? It is working in you uh, such a trust in God that no matter what comes your way, your faith has been built up to a point that it, nothing that comes up against you will harm you. Number two, the way we overcome life challenges is by relying upon Christ. We must come to Jesus in our time of need. Simple. It says, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. Listen. Even for those who are dealing with a mental problem. And for those who want to say they're dealing with a mental problem, but they're not. And they're struggling with life. Here's the reality. No matter if you have it or not, you still have to rely on Jesus to get you through it. To endure with what you are, with what is, is plaguing you or, or messing with your mind. And so here's the thing. You must rely on him because Jesus is what Jesus, it, we are supposed to be dependent, not independent. You cannot go through this by yourself. Are you hearing me tonight? You are not supposed to. Now, does Jesus exempt us from having a burden? No. Does Jesus exempt us from having a yoke? No, he does not. He just says, for my burden, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, it is like this, that all the stuff, I was carrying a lot of stuff before I met Christ. 
It was all my own, on my own self-sufficiency, out of my own self-strength. So even when I was depleted, I had nobody that could carry them alongside and carry it for me. Now, I thought my girlfriend could do it. I thought my parents could do it. I blamed people for them not wanting to do it. But they could not do it alone. They couldn't do it for me because they were not sent to me. They were not assigned to do that for me. The only person that was assigned to do that for my life is Jesus the Christ. And so all I did was have nothing but weights on my back, weights and burdens that I'm carrying and carrying. And so the moment I came and knew Jesus and I received them is the moment where low got lighter. The low lifted. It didn't lift with multiple truths. It lifted with one truth. And what is that truth that Jesus came to save? All right, here's, here's the other thing, point three, let me move. It says, your struggle does not define who you are. Everyone, oh my God, i just tell you, hashtag, I'm a mental person. We have these hashtags. And I'm not, and I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to be funny, but this is the serious stuff that I be seeing on social media. And I say to myself, woe unto you. And why I say woe unto you? Because there's people who are actually dealing with this thing and you, are, and you are clouding people's judgments on this thing and bringing a more stigma to it. Well, you don't really know it. And people who are really struggling. So what it goes? It goes under the radar. Under the radar. There's this young girl. She's almost like my niece. She was genuinely dealing with mental problems. Mental problems. I met her when she was a young girl. She came to my, the, the, when we were just Bible studies. When we were just Bible studies. She had mental problems. She's tried committing suicide. I've seen the cuts on her, her, on her wrist and, and tried to do self-harm. And the moment she came to the Bible studies, the moment she started having refuge and safety. But what happened is, is the moment when she wasn't as connected anymore, those things came heavy. She dropped out of school. She started being confused sexually. All of this stuff started happening. But yet you want to talk about because you got you went through a breakup. Oh, no one knows the trouble I see. Yes, disappointment is a real thing. But don't try to act, oh, it's my mental illness. I just can't take this. There's young girls like that that are suffering. And I heard just recently she said that she got connected back with the ministry via the Internet on YouTube. And now because she's heard the messages again, she's in a better mental place. Why am I saying this? Because it's a serious thing. This is nothing to be played with. There's real things going on out here. People are more stressed than anything. You want to know why they're more stressed? It's because you're living for here and not living for there. You're storing up your treasures here. And your life here is nothing but this. Eternity is way more longer than the life you live here. But yet you're storing stuff up here and not even thinking about Jesus. The Bible says, set your minds on things above and not on things of this earth. For the earth is fading away. Ah, this is all going. I don't care how much money you get. I don't know. I don't care how many accomplishments you get. I don't care how many awards you win. Any of this stuff. It's all going. 
You know what Solomon said? You can't take this where you're going. Solomon's saying, oh, we're all going out of here. For life is but a vapor. Life is but a vapor. You're here, you're here one minute, you're gone. You're gone. Here's what Romans 8, 35, uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 37 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or, or sword. Verse 36 says, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are account, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter yet. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Listen, I am never defined by what's wrong with me. To those who are struggling with this mental problem, you are not defined by your illness. And you should never allow anybody to, to define you as a schizophrenic. That's something that is dealing with you, but that's not who you are. Somebody dealing with cancer in their body, oh, I'm a cancer patient. No, I'm not. Because you're saying that you're a cancer patient, I'm not telling you to be in denial about what you have and what you're going through. Oh, no, I'm not telling you to be in self-denial. No, I'm telling you don't claim something that is your name that is not. That's not me. For a matter of fact, I'm dealing with this mentally. I'm trying to find who I am. Because once I get in contact with who I am, I can constantly say no. When those thoughts come on me and I got hallucinations in the name of Jesus, I'm healed now. But we got to show you how to do that even though you're mentally dealing with and you're, and you're in a little. Brittany, Pastor Don, come here. Elder, Elder Brittany, Pastor Don, come here. And so literally, you pull me one way. Pull me so your thoughts are just pulling you all these ways. And, and those who are struggling with mental illness, break off out of that. We have to show you how to break out of those things that are pulling you this way, pulling you that way, and show you how through, 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 the, through the word of God and show you through medical help how you can then find safety. You can be seated. There's so many people pulling you, it's, and you don't have control. It's stuff that you cannot control. That's why some people will go without taking their medicine because they think they're fine. No. If it's helping, keep doing it. Let it keep you in the right place. Are you hearing me? But I'm not defined by that. If I can show you how, then you can go to a place of deliverance. Are you hearing me? And so even with those life pulling you this way, this way, that way, this, you have to break loose of that and say, in the name of Jesus, you're giving me peace. It says, let us... Uh, let us cast down every thought, every imagination. Every imagination. Well, I'm going to mess with your mind. Fear is, an, uh, fear is a response to a potential threat. I'm going to mess with your mind. And so your imagination has you thinking that there's a threat that's coming and it ain't never even formed. But you running scared because you looking at an opposed threat that's not even a threat. <laughs> oh, 
And so that imagination, all of us have had imaginations, oh, a fear that's playing in your mind. What if they, ah, we get cut tomorrow from the job and this on there and that from there? What if I don't never, what if I don't be a good wife? What if I'm not a good husband? What if I'm not, oh, that he gonna leave me and he gonna do this? Um, and you living so, all, 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 all this stuff going on. Why? Because that is in your imagination. It ain't real. It's not real. And some of us conjure up imaginations that is not even where it come from. Where it come from? Where did it come from? And you ask some people like that, they can't even give you an answer. Because it ain't real. It's not real. Are you hearing me? So what do I say to the person that's dealing with mental illness? Number one, you need to acknowledge it. It's not in my notes. It just came to me literally today. I'm sorry, Daniel. Number one, you got to acknowledge that you got a problem. It's just like when you come to Christ, you need to acknowledge that, number one, I'm a sinner. With you dealing with mental illness, you got to acknowledge, and you've been dealing with it in silence, you need to acknowledge I have a mental problem. I'm not my mental problem, but I do have one. Because it's not until you acknowledge it that you can really get some help. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you're not going to want to get help. So, number one, you acknowledge, and then number two, you got to confront it. You, how do you confront mental illness? Do you confront it by talking to spiritual advisors as well as natural medical doctors? That number one, don't claim that you got something that we had, that there is no doctor record that shows that you got it. Don't claim mental illness until you didn't got checked out and let's see if you really got it first before you claim it. Because there's real people who got it and you don't got it. Your tail has just not been able to deal with life. And that's okay. We can help you. This is love. Listen, let me tell you something. Life is not easy. No, I'm not here to pretend like it is. Listen, you got more bills than what you got money here and there, or you got a lot of money, but you don't have any fulfillment, or you got money, or you feel like you're alone. And there is so many things. I don't care what level you are, rich or poor, all of that stuff like that. Everybody goes through, everybody goes through stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. And the Bible says there is no temptation that is uncommon to man. That God has not provided a way of escape. Why is this a hot button issue? Because people are claiming something that is really not. And we need to start defining it. We can't label everything to be mental illness. No, what you're doing is helping your mental health by talking to a psychologist. But it's different from actually claiming something that you got voices in your mind, that you have an anxiety disorder, which includes panic attacks and various different things like that. That's different from that. Are you hearing me? It's something, mental illness is something that you sustain. In other words, is that what this stuff, it's, it's common life things that just don't leave immediately. They stick with you. There was a man. His name was not Legion. That's how many demons that was possessed in him. But 
The Bible never talks about mental illness per se. But it then talks about this man who was struggling. Struggling mentally. Right? He was struggling mentally. He was struggling mentally. He was cutting himself. He was doing self-harm. He was literally schizophrenic. He really was. He was, a schi- he was schizophrenic. But Jesus came. The good thing is that he came and the dude knew he had a problem and he ran down to Jesus. He ran to him. And he wanted to be made whole. Are you hearing me? So you have to, number one, you have to acknowledge. Number two, you have to confront. And then number three, you got to have courage. You got to have courage. You got to be strong in this thing that, was, that you're wrestling with. Are you hearing me tonight? You must be strong in this thing. So in conclusion, I gave you 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. As I wrap this up, Paul was going through a thorn. This thorn was not a literal thorn. This is figurative. A thorn of his flesh. We don't know what the thorn was. Some people will say it's eyesight. He had some type of ailment, but there was a thorn, to say the least. He prayed to God three times for it to be removed. God did not do it. But he heard in verse 9 that his grace was sufficient. So even if Jesus does not remove the thorn of mental illness, God will give you the grace to not to cope, but to overcome. One of the things that I did not agree with when the articles that I was reading about mental illness is to showing people how to cope. It is not about coping with it. Oh, I'm just going to cope along with what I got. I'm going to cope with what? No, 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 no. The thing about Jesus is, 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 no, no, no. You're an overcomer. How do you overcome it? How do I make you? That, that means you have to choose to overcome it. And the choice for a person that's mentally dealing with that is they have to choose it every day. They have to make a choice every day, a hard choice, a choice that they're wrestling with every day to deal with this. Oh, my God, to deal with this illness. And you have to make a choice, too, to deal with it. Are you hearing me? Because, listen. What has been made available through Christ is this, grace. The sacrifice of Jesus has made grace open to all. That if you take a hold to it, it is more than enough. And so what Paul says, you know what? Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. Because here's the thing, God may not, re- may not remove it from you because guess what? He's going to use your life to be a story to other people that's dealing with it to bring them into a place of freedom. And so this is why he says, you know what? For when I am weak, then I am strong. Admitting what you have is not making you weak. Is it saying that he is stronger in my weakness, in my infirmity. And he is what I can depend on. And that's all. That's all there is. So how do you deal with this thing, the stigma of mental illness? Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. 
Cast it upon the Lord. Throw it at him is the idea. Throw it at him and say, Lord, you will sustain me. You will keep me. You will not permit my foot to be moved. You're not going to allow this illness to overcome me, but I'm going to overcome it. For those of you who are struggling with life, life ain't going to overcome me. I'm going to overcome it. Yeah, I'm going through a little hard time right now, but we may be endured for a night, but joy coming in the morning. You hear me tonight? It will never beat me because I cannot be defeated because Jesus has overcome the world. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And if you believe that, come on and put your hands together and give God a praise. thing and we cannot take this issue lightly we cannot take it lightly if you're not saved I offer you Jesus in this room tonight I give you the one that again his grace is sufficient you've been running on by yourself running on fumes you give your life to him he died that you may ever have life and have it more abundantly you may say I drifted away from Christ I want to rededicate my life to Christ you can do that as well it's available for you it's available for you you may be saying, TCF, I like this church. I like what you got going on. You're speaking truth. You can become a part of TCF today.